0: Hi, you're listening to 10-Minute IS Paper. My name is Blair Wang. Today's paper is called Transformative Power of Mundane Technologies in Institutional Change by Lauri Pavola and Richard Cuthbertson. Presented at the Hawaii International Conference on Systems Sciences in 2022. Well, hello everyone. It is great to be back making these podcast episodes. It's been far too long. Before I talk about the paper today, which I'm really keen to do so, I do want to give a shout out to my friend Sunny in London. Hi, Sunny. Sunny is a professional illustrator and she's made the new album art for this podcast. So it's the picture that appears on your podcasting app of choice Thank you, Sunny. Sunny goes by the name Acid Yellows and I've put a link to her artistic endeavors in the show notes for this podcast episode. Today's paper is about mundane technologies. The reason I'm actually very keen to talk about this paper is because so much of the time here in the information systems discipline, we get very excited by what one of my colleagues, Dirk, Shout out to Dirk, refers to as the bright, shiny new object. There's a lot of these. We tell our students about these. These are things like blockchain, artificial intelligence, deep fakes, machine learning. And yes, of course, these things have really interesting implications for information systems theory, for practitioners, for industry. But so do all the well-established, somewhat boring, somewhat as this paper puts it, mundane technologies that have been around for some time, but whose value hasn't been fully realized just yet. The paper defines mundane technologies on page 7222. And yes, these are the really big page numbers. Whenever you read conference papers from this particular conference, because they published the whole thing as one really big proceedings volume, Yeah, four-digit page numbers. Anyway, page 7222, the paper defines, quote, a mundane technology as embedded within its environment, being intertwined with the reproduction of the normal and the routinized. Specifically, this paper is documenting a case study of the grocery retailer Tesco. For context, for those who also, like myself, don't live in the UK, Tesco seems to be somewhat similar to what we in Australia have as Woolworths and Coles, or perhaps somewhat similar to the American Walmart, but I think that's a different category. In general, grocery retailer, very high volumes from a whole bunch of different manufacturers. The mundane technology of interest is a loyalty card program. Now, the way this works, of course, is that if you have a loyalty card, if you scan that loyalty card as you are buying stuff, you might be presented with discounts, but in return, the retailer can identify who you are and what you purchased and over time build up a behavioral profile of not only you, but everyone else as well. And they get a sense of who's buying what at what time. This is certainly not something that would be surprising to us here in 2022. These loyalty card programs are, are quite common in many countries. But what we can see in this paper is that Tesco has definitely done a good job of managing this program well, extracting benefits from its operation. In that sense, this paper is what we in information systems research would call a single case study. The authors generalize beyond what Tesco specifically did to build up a three-part process model of how mundane technologies become useful in organizations. Three parts and this is all on page two five, referring to three phases. The phases are number one, triggering change, number two, capturing value, And number three, retaining transformative momentum. Triggering change, capturing value, retaining transformative momentum. Let's start with part one, triggering change. As it says on page 7226, uh, this change is referring to the fact that there is a system in place, but it's it's not really doing much, and so the change is to actually not only change the, the technology to configure it in such a way that it's actually being utilized, uh, but also organizational change to actually put processes in place. Um, specifically, as, as per page two six, and I quote, for the first few years, the algorithm behind the loyalty card program was nothing more than an automated process recording customer transactions, end quote. Because it was just, capturing the data but not actually doing much with it, there is that pressure to change something about it, either get rid of it or or make it useful, and I quote, there was an internal pressure to terminate the program or alternatively find more ways to utilize the accessible data, end quote. This is definitely a, a predicament that has happened elsewhere before, right? You, you have some new technology, you want to try it out, you put it in place, but then expends resources to keep it running. So as the saying goes, you use it or you lose it. Well, in this case, Tesco decided to, to use it. Um, with a little bit of research and development, R&D, and looking more at what the data is saying, Tesco was able to figure out the kinds of things you'd expect. They, they adjusted the way that they priced certain goods Um, they adjusted the way they run promotions to, for example, assess whether a promotion for a new item was going well based on whether people actually bought it again because the data allows you to actually answer that question. So yeah, phase one, really about some kind of technology, fairly mundane, but being put under the pressure to, to use it or lose it. Or as the paper says on page 7227, quote, the cost of running a mundane technology is often the first trigger in its transformative impact, end quote. So that was part one, or I should say phase one, triggering change. And the next phase, phase two, is capturing value. Um, this part on page 7227 talks about various additional things that were added to the overall process to take this mundane technology and make it a lot more useful. Uh, we're talking about, uh, I guess, firstly, a larger scale, as the paper points out, um, moving from four different customer segments to 27 different customer segments, which allows you to more precisely target specific customers. Um, but what I find even more compelling in this section of the paper on, on about phase two capturing value is And I quote page 7227, the sharing of customer data and analyses with supply chain partners, end quote. This is where the paper talks about Tesco in 2002, so some time ago, two decades ago, sharing their data with an analytics company, which made the data available to suppliers like Mars, Heinz, Unilever, Procter & Gamble, and other FMCG, fast-moving consumer goods companies, suppliers. The paper doesn't explicitly call out ideas like supply chain analytics or the network effect, but that's what I see here, Um, this opportunity to be an industry leader. And indeed, the paper then points out that Tesco had the lead above its main rival, Sainsbury, and then Sainsbury adopted the Tesco model. So in in many ways, the entire sector, not just a particular company, is being changed. Finally, page 7228 on phase three, retaining transformative momentum. In this part of the paper, the authors are talking about additional innovations that, frankly, kind of push this beyond what one could call mundane territory. It actually gets quite cutting edge. Uh, One point that's raised is now the relationship between online grocery shopping versus in-person grocery shopping. The fact that when you're shopping online, once you've finalized a big order, you can actually log in to the website and add more stuff. And, And so that feeds into the analytics to look at customer behavior and another interesting one is this notion of using weather data to stock shelves corroborated with data like the history of customer behavior expected temperatures etc overall this is a paper that tells the story of how simple mundane technologies can lead to some pretty profound changes and i think that's a good reminder in this era of bright shiny objects that some of the things that we take for granted might actually be the most powerful. This has been an episode of 10 Minute IS Paper. Thanks for listening. The music on this podcast is composed and performed by Kevin McLeod and generously licensed under Creative Commons. You can find out more about this podcast at www.tmisp.org and you can reach out to me, Blair Wang, at www.blair.wang.